Good morning, good morning, everyone. <laughs> hey, thanks, Bob. Hey, good morning, Chris and James. Jin May. Chris, Bob. Hey, good morning to you guys. Well, to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Fabulous Friday. That's been dry and now it's raining. Very annoying. But, you know, that's the way it rolls. I hope you guys are all awesome and well. No sound? Ah, there you go. Uh, well, ah, oh, so you guys weren't hearing the sound at the start. Oh, there you go. I'll have to fix that. I thought I was grooving out and um, you guys couldn't hear me. There you go. <laughs> all good. Hey, uh, fabulous Friday. Good to see everyone here today. Thought we'd continue our. Uh, I thought we would continue our conversation, folks, uh, around the four vehicles, the four streams of wealth, and uh, the idea of striving for some efficiency as investors, and where we want to, uh, uh, where we can understand, understand. Uh, the idea of making sure we keep the most amount of money uh, as we possibly can because uh, as we go along, being efficient with your financials uh, is pretty important. You don't want to waste that cash, giving it to uh, maybe institutions and places and spaces that you don't really need to. So we've already had a bit of a chat about a couple of things uh, over the last couple of days. It seems like uh, potentially... Uh, potentially a few of my audio bits and pieces are cutting in and out, but let me know if it uh, disappears. It's always a uh, a funny little one. This uh, this technology. Yes, happy financial new fin year to you. All right, everyone, get your taxes done. If you haven't got your PAYG variations done, which you should have, uh, get them done for crying out loud. Get the money back straight away ASAP from the from the ATO. Uh, Chasing Witten's my name. I just did that before, but I'll do it again. No, it won't work. Anybody who's new, give us a shout-out in the chat. Say hello. Um, Thanks for the shout-out there about the four vehicles of wealth. You know, we've had a look at two vehicles, folks. We've had a look at two, the principal place of residence, your PPR, uh, upgrade strategy. I'm going to dive a little bit deeper in that in an upcoming mentoring session. And uh, uh, the second one yesterday, we talked about investment properties and you as the vehicle, you as an individual and your efficiency, your, your income drives this, uh, this vehicle uh, or this multiple vehicles, swim lanes of wealth, whatever we want to call them, and your income does that. And we can manage and minimize our taxes and other inefficiencies if you do that smartly as well. So we talked about that yesterday and today we're going to talk about uh, one of the ones that I say protects you from you. It's a, it's a, it's one. It's for later, not now. Anyone know the one we might be talking about today? There is four. We've we've chatted about that before. Tell me in the chat which one do you think we're sort of gonna have a little look at today? We've looked at your principal place of residence. We've looked at you as an individual, uh, as a as a accelerator, uh, and this one, this. Uh, vehicle of wealth is a very efficient place to accumulate wealth um, and it's for later. Yeah, exactly, Kylie. That's the one. Super. Um, And uh, for many of us, um, 
you know, when we're younger, when we're younger, we don't really sort of get it, which is fair enough. <laughs> You're like, I want to do some partying. Um, why do I need to worry about that stuff? And then a bit later in life, we try and catch up on it. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, think about super as, I, I wouldn't call it a backup plan. I don't want to call it a backup plan. But I, I, I say to uh, investors, it's a pretty important plan because all of us can have a significant amount of wealth in our super uh, tax-free into the future at this moment in time. And um, so we need to think about how how do we uh, – it takes time to get wise. You did right, Kylie. <laughs> um, how do we – and uh, a few of you guys know the number. At the moment, you can have – a total of $1.7 million worth of assets inside of your super, whatever they are, shares, you know, rare wine, real estate, whatever it is. You don't have to have a self-managed super, by the way. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about the idea of where can you have wealth and assets that are efficient, and super's a very efficient place. But how... How do we get um, $1.7 million worth worth of assets into your super over time? You know, and if at the end of the day, let's say right now you've got $27,500 that you can contribute, okay? So that's the maximum contribution right now. And let's say we talked about 45 years yesterday. I don't know if everyone can see that. There we go. Let's put that back to the main camera. So that's 45 years of contributions. Now, that's from the age of 18 to whatever it is. Well, let's say age of um, 20 to 65, you still don't have, you still won't get that much in there. Hopefully, you can compound and grow. The challenge is, team, the challenge is most of us get nowhere near that amount of money into our super. All right, so there's a few things as we go through life, um, and uh, Andy Fenton, we've talked about this with Andy at our mentoring nights. We're going to do wealth, wine, and wisdom tonight. Uh, not wealth, wine, and wisdom. Oh yeah, wealth, wine, and wisdom tonight, folks. So we'll catch up with Andy. So there's kind of three phases um, of of the idea that what things can be done with super. Andy talks about. Um, first phase is phase of super in the early days is a phase of protection where you can use it for um, protecting you and your family and, and, and your income and other things. The second phase, Andy talks about, is accumulation. Accumulation. I think that's how you spell it, accumulation. I think it's maybe, maybe like that. Accumulation. And then the third phase is income. You know, that's the income phase when you can use it. Interestingly enough, when we're talking about our, you know, super, um, these phases kind of align fairly nicely with um, with our plan as property investors. We talk about the, the acquisition phase, the consolidation phase, and then the lifestyle phase. So they link together quite nicely, folks. 
So the question is, how do we as investors get, you know, 1.7 million or more, by the way, into our super um, over time? And then, you know, what does it look like? You know, what is the gap there when it comes to uh, creating that vehicle? Because you can, as an investor, end up with a pretty significant income um, based off of based off of some simple calculations, tax free out of that that super as well. If you had one point seven million in your super, and let's say you you know times that by five percent out of that seven million, that would equal eighty five thousand dollars tax free in retirement phase. Okay, tax free. Okay, so this is how we sort of con- combine or connect when we're talking about our efficiency into the future team, okay? So where else, tell me in the chat right now, where else can we get, uh, and this is at any time in our lives, but where else can we earn a certain amount of money and how much is it tax-free? Does anyone know how much we can earn? Put that in the chat for me. I know there's a few of you guys who would know this answer. Always good to get you guys interacting. So what? how much can you earn in another space or place. There you go. Kylie's on it today. Kylie, $18,000. So 18K in your your name, uh, in your personal name. So if you add that up, if you look at what we could achieve over a certain amount of time, every single person sitting here right now, as of this moment in time, and, and it might improve or or whatever into the future, your job, your goal is at a minimum. You can earn right now, the rules and law are very clear that you can, if you structure yourself well, create a, uh, a good asset portfolio, you can earn 103,000 or thereabouts approximately, tax-free. Tax-free. Also, these assets are capital gains tax-free as well in retirement, okay? So if we're sitting there thinking, all right, um, oh, tell me, it, has, the, has the audio gone again, team? Having some little glitches today, maybe. Let me know if uh, the audio is still there, ladies and gents. So if we're seeing, if we're looking at what this looks like, um, if you're thinking, all right, what sort of plan do I have, then here's the number. Here's the numbers that we need to look at, right? So if we go over and have a quick look at how we might calculate that or what you need to do now, this is our dollars to retire, right? So let's say your income is like, I don't know, call it $100,000 now. Or um, what income do you want into the future? You know, hundred. need to unlock that one. Give me a moment, folks. You know, so if you want, uh, you know, $120,000 into the future, you know, what does it look like? Where are you at right now? What's your income now? You know, how much, how much in value 
do you need debt-free to create that income producing what sort of return? Okay. Um, and when we all sit down and go, right, what's our number? We can work out, especially in this space, what the gap is. Okay. What, what's the gap where you are right now and where you might need to be? Okay. The contribution's actually gone up to 10.5. So that's kind of nice into the future. So if we were to look at this right now and go, all right, how many people have you got? Let's say it's you and your partner, you and your partner right now, two people, um, the approximate income, and we can go over here and have a look at, you know, the other income as well. We can put two people's incomes in here, you know, 85 and, and 99. We can have a look at the contributions coming in. Okay, your super balance now, 200. You know, the contributions, the the contributions per year, 17,000. How many years have you got to contribute? What sort of compounding growth do you want um, from your investments and your return? Um, and what would be, what would be the gap? What would be the gap, team? I'm going to put that at 1.7. Okay, got on. I lock these things down so that uh, that happens. But, you know, uh, it used to be 1.6, now it's 1.7. Um, there's a gap, ultimately, of between two people, pretty significant when it comes to the outcome that you're trying to achieve. So for you and me sitting right here right now, if we're talking and we're looking back on, let's go, if we're looking back on where are we, and we're sort of setting these plans of wealth, remember we're going, all right, our first plan is the principal place of residence upgrade, and that that's unlimited. So that, there's no limit. There's no limit to the, the value that you can have capital gains tax-free in your principal place of residence, folks. No limits, zero limits. Okay, don't miss the, don't miss the importance of that. The second one is your income. You can minimize your tax over time with depreciation so you can be effective. And then you can earn 18,000, I think it's 18,200 or something tax free into the future. And do you have a plan for assets to do that? And for many of us, we could actually earn more. Um, using equity and other things. We can talk about that uh, as well. And then today we're talking about, as an individual, 1.7 mil tax-free. That's about $85,000 or more, maybe um, plus, tax-free into the future. So do you have a plan? Have you got a plan for all of these? And do you know your gap right now? What is the gap between where you are and where you need to be when it comes to these ones and we're moving forward creating this process or analysing our vehicles of wealth. So, you know, at the end of the day, high-level strategy usually doesn't change too much. If you're sitting there right now, you know, when we're saying, all right, well, what does it look like? Well, you set the strategy um, and that strategy applies pretty well over a 15 to 20 year plan 
And then there'll be tactics and implementation to be done over that period of time, folks. And those things sometimes change, all right? The implementation, the the tactics, you know, it might be whatever it might be, okay? So conversation is sitting there right now, do you know the strategy to deploy into these three? On Monday, I'm going to talk about uh, the fourth one, the fourth tax efficiency, which is for business owners, folks. Um, and many of you, like, doesn't matter if you're a business owner or not, dial into that one. But everyone here should have a plan for those three conversations, those three strategies uh, for deployment over the next 10, 15, 20 years. If you don't have a plan, uh, well, reach out. We can help you get one together with the right people on your team, obviously. Um, and maybe you need a coach or, or someone to help you out with that sort of stuff. Um um, <laughs> Chris is up in the air, mate, um, as we go along. So there you go, folks. Another little wealth coffee chat this morning following our four vehicles of wealth. Tonight at uh, 5 p.m. Tonight at 5, sounds like the news. Tonight at 5, join me and Andy Fenton. We're going to do a, a wealth, wine, and wisdom. We haven't done one for a little while. We've been a bit busy. Taking a little bit of a break, but we're going to be back at it. New financial year, plenty going on. So join us for that as well, folks. Um, so there you go. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. You guys be awesome, be well. Um, and remember, this thing's a marathon, not a sprint. We do this well. We do this right. We buy the right properties. We're happy to keep for a long time. You're going to end up with an awesome outcome. Anyway, there you go, folks. Have a fabulous Friday. If I don't see you this evening, uh, I'll see you next week. Join me for another Wealth Coffee Chat, 10 past 8 each day, Monday to Friday. That's it for me, team. You guys be awesome. 